Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I am your host and dating coach, Kat Cantrell. And so this episode I'm sharing with you today is an incredible interview with Alicia Carlson. Alicia, I'll get, I'll read a little bit more information about her in just a moment. We, uh, so she has a podcast, which is called the strong her way, uh, which is incredible. You already know that I'm like all about that. Um, and she and I are talking about your relationship with your body and how you can change your relationship with your body and the reasons why you should change your relationship with your body and how sometimes that this is preventing you from seizing opportunities, from stepping outside of the box, from traveling to new hobbies, to finding love. Because sometimes as women, you, we settle in relationships with other people because we feel like we're unlovable because of our bodies. And so we'll settle in relationships because we figure that this is the best that we can get. So Alicia and I had this incredible open conversation and I cannot wait to share it with all of you, but Alicia, so she has this non-diet approach to food and fitness and life transformation. After years of dieting cycle, weight cycling and distorted eating, she was exhausted and so frustrated. It felt like for all of the work that she had been putting in, that she could, that she could be putting in that she should have seen different results, not to mention her healthy lifestyle always felt so hard and like a part of the job. So she teaches women a non-diet approach on how to eat without tracking or stressing over every bite you put in your mouth. Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So ladies, please help me welcome Alicia to the show. Well, Alicia, I'm so happy to have you here as a guest. It's so good to see you. I know. Thanks so much, Kat, for having me. Of course, of course. And we're going to talk about, so this is going to be, you, you can argue that this topic affects all aspects of our lives as women, mm -hmm. single women, married women. But I think in particular, uh, one of the things I feel like bringing you here is to talk about our bodies and mm -hmm. to talk about a relationship with our bodies, because this ultimately does affect not only our relationship with ourselves, but potentially partners. If we don't view our bodies in in a certain light that will settle in relationships. And so I feel like as single women, they need to hear this message even more so because of the pressures mm -hmm. of all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so, with online dating. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> yeah. thought social media wreaked havoc on our body image. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, so I online dated on and off again. Did you ever online date? No, I, so I'm a little bit old fashioned. I have been, so I'm 36. I'll be 37 in April. Okay. I have been with my husband since I was 18 years old. That's right. That's right. Okay. So you've, you so I, I, I think like online dating at that time, it was like maybe on the cusp, like this was still back kind of like AOL. Yeah. <laughs> 
chat rooms. Definitely like dating, online dating has a totally different vibe now, but it was kind of like the weird thing that people did that couldn't find somebody in real life. That's exactly right. But it's like total. I mean, now it's like we do everything online. Yeah. I, um, when I first started online dating, so I first started online dating in 2000 and when was that? 2008. Yeah. And it was a little bit like match was there. Like there was mm-hmm. still, um, eHarmony was there. So it was coming, becoming more mainstream, but smartphones weren't a thing. So to get no. your photos on your dating profile, you had to like scan them. <laughs> so you want to talk about major catfishing. Scan- yeah. Scanners. Holy cow. Um, I, I had one of those Motorola flip phones, like those, those razor razor. ones. I Mm -hmm. always wanted that, like the commercial and then it was black and silver. And then they came out with the hot pink one. And I I had a hot pink one. Oh my gosh. I want this phone. I never got it. Yeah, I had it, but it didn't have the forward facing camera. (laughs) So you had to like, so I'm online dating. I'm like, I got to get a picture of myself on there. And so it was either like trying to do it with the phone or like trying to do it with a digital camera. Cause those were things too. So having like true pictures of your body or that kind of thing wasn't really a thing. So it wasn't no. like, there wasn't that pressure even then the way it is. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't have the art of the selfie, right? It was like, right. no, we all no. looked super weird. None of us knew how to take pictures of ourselves. And now there's like all the pressure of like, face the light, picture, mm. position it up slightly, slightly. To <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Just all the stuff you kind of have to laugh at yourself because it's like, what is happening? But- I, um, in, even in Instagram world, like making the, the reels and like doing stuff in your stories and stuff that we have access to so many different filters. And there's one that I was actually playing around with today. Not that I was going to use it, but there's actually a Barbie filter. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to that get on completely, there. Just mm-hmm, it completely changes. Like it makes your chin very chiseled and your lips are about twice the size. Looks like you got stung with a bee by a mm-hmm. bee. And eyelashes, of course, which I'm pro eyelash. I love eyelashes, but I, I, it's, I mean, the body distortion on so many different levels of everything that we're faced with. Um, yeah, I just, it's mind boggling truly. So, um, go ahead. Tangent on Barbie for just a second. Um, I can't remember the exact measurements but I had read somewhere and this was years ago where I'd seen it on something that if Barbie was like a life size, right. If that, if you could blow it up so that it was in proportion to like an average, whatever, like a five, five woman, the, like, it literally isn't even physically possible for us to have measurements like that. Like the waist to body ratio, to boob ratio. I mean, all of it is just, it's so ridiculous. And I watched a show, I think it was on Netflix and it was like talking about the history of Barbie and they were in the process of making more body, um, 
I don't like body image friendly isn't the term that I actually want, but like Barbies of different sizes and different shapes and different skin tones. Uh, and they, I mean, they've already had like colored Barbies or, you know, Barbies of different color, but they all still had very much the same types of features. And so they were really trying to, um, I guess, capture like the beauty of different ethnicities and, you know, just how the facial features change in, in the bodies. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't ever look at Barbies in the store. Um, but I don't know if that stuck around or if it was just kind of their attempt to be sort of culturally relevant of, in, of that moment of like, Hey, wait a minute, maybe it's okay for our bodies to look different. Or maybe this isn't like the healthiest body image that we should all be ascribing to. So, yeah, I, anyway. I think, I, I think I watched that same special. I don't know if the yeah, I'm out of the Barbie world too. Cause my kids are grown and, um, I, I, th- I want to say yes, that they're still around. I want to say yes, but I, um, I do a, a body positivity speech with college campuses. And when I was doing research that I found that the American, the ideal American body type cannot be achieved unless you have surgery. It's not a thing. I mean, you have to undergo a knife in order to have the ideal American body type. And it's so funny because that changes, right? It's like, I remember early two thousands. So probably around the time I was like high school or would have been called, you know, traditional college age, it was like the long and lean, like the you know, that was when you saw the quote yoga body or the quote Pilates body. And we were all looking to have these long lean muscles. It's like, I'm five, three first thing in the morning on a tall day. There is not much that is long about this body ever. (laughs) Right. And no matter what I tried, like I would do the yoga, I would do the Pilates. I would try all these different diets, all these different things. And you know, I was able to achieve a certain size and a certain amount or, you know, number on the scale. Um, but I, it was still like, my body still didn't look like the long and lean that I thought. And it was like, when I kind of embraced of like, oh yeah, my body's just naturally a little bit more muscular. I'm a little bit more stout built a little bit more like a gymnast. Well, turns out I actually really like weight training. So that works out perfect, That that's kind of what my body was made for. And that's what I really like to do. But now we've seen kind of this shift culturally that it's not necessarily the long and lean. And in fact, you know, a lot of like naturally lean or, or not lean even, but like thin slender women are kind of getting dogged for being too skinny or too whatever. Oh yeah. And now the, the new ideal body, the quote ideal body is, you know, you have to be like, kind of like big or chesty a little bit on top, but you have to have this small waist and then this huge, butt, huge thighs. I mean, it's, it is crazy. And I kind of joke now I'm like, oh, well now my body style is like trendy, you know, cause I'm naturally a little bit smaller on top and then I've got the hips and the thighs, but right. you know, how many years did I spend thinking that was the wrong body? And that wasn't, mm. you know, trying to fix that or try to get rid of that. So I think we just kind of need to do away with this whole ideal body. And it's like the ideal body is the body that you have because that's the one you've got. Yeah, right. 
Um, well, that's a good segue into, do you want to tell, you want to tell, um, my listeners a little bit more about your story, about like your journey of your relationship with your body, which ultimately has led you into this career of helping other people? Yeah. Um, so my relationship with my body and subsequently, I think it's like everything that has to do with that too, right? Like the food, the exercise, um, the relationship aspect was pretty rocky. I would say most of my life. I can't remember exactly when it started. I don't, I mean, I remember as a girl, like just being completely blissfully unaware, right? It was like, I just wasn't even thinking about my body, but it was sometime maybe middle school for sure, high school. I started to really look at, I mean, I would kind of compare my body to my friends' bodies, but it was really like the actresses on TV or magazines and things like that. I mean, this is all pre-social media. So like old media. And I think it was like in being exposed to those images, I became aware that there was something wrong with my body, right? Like my, some, something's not right. Cause I would look at myself in the mirror and then I would see these images. And I don't think at that time in my life, I was as aware now of like the airbrushing or the editing or right. whatever, no, right? It's like, yeah, we, it was not open for conversation. We just thought that that's the way it was. And that's the way they looked all the time. Right. But when you read things now and you recognize that, like, when you're looking at magazine covers, like the, the actresses or the cover models themselves, like that's not even a real replica or representation of their bodies. Something's wrong. Right. It's right. like, that's not actually what Kim Kardashian's body looks like. And they've shown, you know, behind the images where, or behind the scenes where they're like shaving part of this thigh and darkening this. And, you know, it's just all this stuff. And it's so crazy because we get lured into believing that that's reality. And so we think, well, this is what a female body should look like. And this is what my body looks like. And so we spend all this time, all this energy, all this money trying to achieve a standard that doesn't actually even exist. Um, so that was kind of where I found myself, I think, high school. And then probably up until, I mean, really just a few years ago, right? It was like changing from the long and the lean to um, shifting more into kind of the, the new like fit look where it's super lean, women are super shredded. Um, and all of that, I think, was really driven for me by this underlying desire to want to be wanted by somebody else, to want to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for that, you know, looking for the praise in, from men or from other people. And, um, you know, just really chasing that, I think, from kind of an empty place. And, um, you know, I made my body an idol, made food, you know being fit and my ability to be disciplined and all of this stuff just became this thing that I idolized and was obsessed with and stuff like that. So, um, I've been kind of on that end of sort of being, you know, what people might classify as like a couch potato and not really concerned with my, you know, taking care of myself. Um, but definitely felt a certain way about myself, which wasn't great. And then shifting to the other extreme of being so obsessed and so hyper-focused of my body 
but still not being happy. So it was like, okay, well, obviously like it doesn't have anything to do with what my body looks like or the size or the shape um, or the weight. And that is really kind of what has led me to pursue the work that I'm doing now. Oh my gosh. You, I, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but I think that women do have this unrealistic ideology behind numbers on if I'm this certain number or I shred this much, or I weigh this much, or I wear this particular size that you'll get the admiration, the love, the attention, the all like the way I described is like the skies open, right. And the Mm -hmm. heavens are singing down. I'm like, everything, everything everything, is going to be good. Right. Not true. But we realized when we, (laughs) what's that? I said, not true by the way. So if you're somehow thinking that still just know there is no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. No, there isn't because you you'll reach it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, and then you get to that, you get to that level. And then you say to yourself, now what? Because nothing mm-hmm. else, nothing else has changed other than mm-hmm. your body. Like you physically made your body change, but you still have the same outlook. You still mm-hmm. feel the same way. You still don't have that love and admiration and attention, the kind that you really wanted, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, because you're doing it for, in hopes of, getting attention from other people versus just doing it for yourself to how it makes you feel to Mm -hmm. be more powerful or be stronger, just be in Mm -hmm. your body. Um, so, okay. So then you, did you have like a, did you have like a wake up call? Did something happen to where you said, okay, this is a little ridiculous. Me going from this all the way from this this side of the spectrum all the way to the opposite. Right. So did you, what did that, what did that look like for you? Cause usually there's some kind of brick wall that we hit when we yeah. make a change. I've heard it called like your diamond moment. And I kind mm. of think that's like beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, so I, this was a few years after I was done competing. So I wasn't the leanest that I had ever been. I wasn't the lightest on the scale that I had ever been. Um, but I was, I see it now and it was definitely still dieting, but at the time I thought, oh, I'm just being healthy. Like, oh, I'm just, you know, doing this. And I had partnered with, um, a direct sales company right out of getting my degree in exercise science and nutrition thinking like, okay, this might be like an easy way for me to just sort of get into coaching without having to create a bunch of programs and, you know, let me just kind of get my feet in here and then we'll, you know, just see what happens. Um, and I just remember like standing in my kitchen one day, getting ready to start a new program, that whole start again, you know, Monday or whatever mentality. And I just remember like feeling so defeated, so disappointed in myself and just like, why am I here again? Like, I have a degree in exercise science, I studied nutrition. I know all the things to do. Like, why am I feeling like I have to, you know, quote unquote, start over again. And Mm. I heard this voice. 
um, I'm a Christian. So for me, I really believe like that was like, if I could hear God audibly, it, it was that little whisper that told me it's because you've been dieting this whole time and calling it a healthy lifestyle. And that just, it was like clear as day. Okay. And when I really started to examine the behavior, examine the mentality, look at the fact of like, oh yeah, I've essentially for the last year or two have been kind of gaining and losing the, the same 10-ish pounds over and over and over again. Um, you know, I, I started to notice like food obsession started to creep back in, which was really heightened, like during, you know, competition and things like that. I just started to notice more like these behaviors and it was like, oh yeah, these are some red flag behaviors. Um, so needless to say, like things definitely weren't feeling aligned between myself and this particular company anymore. So I decided to drop that, um, started to study kind of dieting and weight and the, I can't remember exactly where I'd heard about the anti-diet and diet culture and really just kind of dove into that. And I'm kind of a cheesy, like I like movie analogies and I always liken those moments to where it's like, oh my gosh, like I was in the matrix, right? It was like, mm. and boom, you know, now all of a sudden my eyes are open. I can kind of see what's actually going on here. And that was like, a, just like a pivotal moment for me. And really, I think has shaped my work since then. Absolutely. And, and so tell me, so when you had this, I love it. What you, a diamond, the diamond, the diamond moment. moment. Yeah. I love that so much. I can't so take when, credit for it. And unfortunately I don't remember who said it, but yeah. I, I always think about that. Like, what is your diamond moment? Mm-hmm. So when you, you were basically changing the script that you had been writing for so long, right. Mm -hmm. On your, on your own life and, and how you were not only on your own, but like projecting it onto other people too. So when you started re rewriting the story for yourself, rewriting this dialogue of, of your relationship with your body, um, what, what next steps, like if you, for our listeners that are in this hamster wheel of dieting, not loving their body, feeling like their body's not enough, feeling that their body's not lovable or feeling that they have to lose, you know, I can't even tell you, I'm sure you've heard this before that women won't do these things because they need to lose. Oh yeah. We talked about this because they need to lose mm -hmm. weight first, right. Mm -hmm. In order to yeah. travel or Go chase a hobby or yeah, go back to school. Right. Take that vacation. Yeah. Um, so if, if she's listening, like, what did you do so when you had this aha moment and you started rewriting the story, what did you do in your own life to start really kind of leaning in and really making this your truth? Yeah. Um, I think initially there was a little bit of relief of like, Ooh, I can finally kind of let that pressure go or let some mm -hmm. of that stuff go. Um, but then also like to be completely transparent and honest, it felt scary oh, because yeah. it was like, Oh my gosh, like, 
okay, but if I'm not counting food, if I'm not measuring food anymore, am I going to know how much to feed my body? I'm going to just, you know, eat too much. And then of course, like all of that chatter, that fear of like, I'm going to gain so much weight and, you know, I don't want to be unhealthy and, you know, just all of these things. And so for me, I'm a huge, like information nerd. So I just wanted to learn like all about it and like, okay, but like, can you really be healthy at a variety of weights and, you know, all of these different things. So for me, that could have partially been to sort of scratch an anxious itch of like, okay, let me just research all this different stuff to kind of just have a way to sort of channel that energy. But um, I think initially it's like, if you are listening and you're kind of just like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I am done with dieting. I'm done kind of playing that game. Um, Just know that it's normal to sort of feel a little bit scared, a little bit uncertain. Um, we've been taught a lot that certain bodies are good bodies and every other body is a bad body that you can't trust yourself around food or you can't, you know, trust yourself to know what you need. And so we're always like looking and outsourcing to these, you know, to the next diet or what's the doctor say, or these experts. Um, but I would say, you know, the, the first thing was to just recognize that there's like an alternative story right? It's like, other than the story that you've been believing about yourself, whether that was you kind of creating that story, other people in your life or society sort of creating that story. I think the biggest thing for me was recognizing that, oh, wait a minute, like, that's not actually the truth. That was like a huge sort of mind blowing moment, because then it was like, okay, wait a minute. If like not everybody sees me or sees my body at this size, this, the way that I do, then that means that I could actually learn how to see my body in a different way. Um, So I think the first step is to just even recognize or even start to entertain that there perhaps is an alternate universe in which you could feel completely different about your body the way that it is today without ever needing to change it. And that's, I think that's, that is scary and it's very powerful because we love to use our poor relationship with our body as an excuse. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. almost as if that thought process is a way of Mm self-sabotage where we're, we, we say to ourselves, okay, well, I can't be happy because I'm these pounds or I can't be happy because I'm not this particular body type. So I might as well not take ownership of that. I might as well, Mm -hmm. you know, constantly make these excuses in my life on why I can't be happy or why I can't pursue a relationship or why I can't put myself out there or be vulnerable. Um, do you find that? So when you embrace the power of just knowing that the diet culture is made up, Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, it's like this make believe. <laughs> it really is. I I believe that too. And I and I I myself have been through the battles of of body image, and I've done the counting. I've done the diets, this kind of diet and that kind of diet. And I too was um. I too had this like awareness of being like, what am I doing? Like this is how. I had the, the way that I looked at it, I'm like, this is how I'm spending my life (laughs) is 
counting and making sure that I'm getting, you know, and it, it you, it becomes a, it, it just becomes such a huge part of your life that mm-hmm. it almost that too, in itself is a form of self-sabotage of mm-hmm. being, uh, of kind of robbing you of joy of food or joying being in the moment. I remember not, I mean, th- this is me being completely transparent too. <laughs> so I remember, um, there was a period of time where I would just drink vodka and soda water. Like when I would go out to drink, I would drink vodka, soda water. Why? Because, because it, was it was the lowest calorie and no sugar or like the lowest sugar. Yeah. Do you know how many amazing cocktails are out there that you can have when you go to a nice fancy bar and you're all dressed up and you're going to have a vodka and soda water? Like, I know. And unless you actually like that, it's kind of like, literally what is even the point right now? What am I doing? Right. (laughs) And just robbing yourself of just this, having these experiences, whether it be with food and being able to order that dessert because you're in this restaurant or whether it's, you know, you know, ordering that fancy cocktail. I remember, um, at the time I was, I was, I wasn't having any cheese. I don't remember why, but I took a retreat to, of women to Paris, right? So I'm in Paris, I'm not eating cheese. And we go to this restaurant that's like literally in the ground of in Paris, France. And all they serve is like fondue and cheese and bread and wine. Am I going to sit there and go, I'm not going to have any cheese. Yeah. No, I'm going to have the cheese and the bread and the wine to be in the moment. Because I think when we're in tune with our bodies and we start really rewriting that story of with food and with exercise and like moving your body, not so that you can be tied to the end result, but moving your body by celebrating it, Mm -hmm. I think is an important perspective. Well, and it's so, so different. And I think too, it's like for anybody listening, if you're questioning or you're not sure. So for me, it was like very obvious in that moment that, oh yeah, like I have been spending so much of my time and my energy thinking about my body, thinking about food, thinking about my weight, you know, all like all these different numbers kind of swirling in my head that it wasn't until I wasn't thinking about that anymore that I didn't realize how noisy it was in my head all day long Mm. and just how much energy mental and emotional and physical energy was being directed in this particular area that I didn't have that to give elsewhere. Right. And it was like, I remember doing one of those, just those standard life wheels. And it was like fitness. I would have rated like, you know, totally a 10. And then I'm looking at all these other areas that are important to me too. And nothing else felt like a 10. It's like, okay, you know what? I probably can take some of this energy and time that I'm investing over here and start to pour it into these other cups. But so, you know, I think another activity or exercise that you could do is sort of keep a time log or keep track of how, you know, if you think about food or if you think about your weight or you think about your body or calories or whatever, like jot that down for a couple of days, right? Like the same way that you might be doing a food blog or keeping a budget, keep track of how much time you're spending 
every time a thought pops up, write it down. And how, you know, how many minutes did you go down that little rabbit hole and really see like how much subconscious or conscious energy is going toward that? Yeah, it's like, and we probably don't even realize how much, how much of our daily life is taken up with thinking about all of that. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that when it comes to dating, when it comes to single women and them having a relationship, having a relationship with their body, having a positive relationship with her body, I think that women do feel that they have to be a certain physique in order to attract love, mm-hmm. in order to find a partner, in order to be admired or considered sexy. And one of the things that I truly still believe that it does not matter your physique. It does not matter how much you weigh. It does not matter. None of that matters. If you are, or if you feel good in your own skin and feel confident in who you are, that in itself is so sexy and attractive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there might be those guys out there that really are just looking for a specific physical package. Like I, I think I would just have to question, is that a guy I even want to mess with? Probably not. Um, but I think you're right. It's like, if we own who we are, we own our body. We, you know, like we genuinely have kind of this confidence in it, then it, it literally doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because you're good with you. And the, the guys that like, you're going to draw the right guys in right just because of that like without having to change anything about yourself there is just like this sort of I I don't know like this magnetic thing where it's like oh my gosh like and I think that's that thing where people are like I don't really know what it is about that person but like I you know like there's just something about her there's just something about him and I think it's that thing it is that thing I totally agree with you and if you're And I think too, when it comes to the relationship with your body, like, this is why I don't think diets work and none of that jazz works is because you haven't changed the script with your body and Mm -hmm. you ultimately are setting yourself up for failure versus if you're, if you work from a space of like owning who you are now and being like, okay, I'm going to embrace who I am. I'm going to start loving who I am now. And then when you start to have that dialogue with yourself being like, okay, I deserve more than how I'm treating myself. Mm -hmm. And when you start to take those steps of treating yourself in a much nicer, kinder, graceful way, we become more confident. And the more confident that we become, the more we're going to be, we're going to treat ourselves better. And so we're loving ourselves more. We're becoming more confident. And then, yeah, that's super attractive to the right people Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. if you're losing weight or you're trying to obtain a certain physique in order to attract someone, you're going to attract those certain someones, but are Mm -hmm. those the, the people in your life that you really want to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. with, because they're only dating you because of that particular physique. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to think about too, and this is where I think a lot of diets start to fall apart for people, of course, besides like the 
biological reasons that they oftentimes don't work. Right. But people are like, okay, I'm willing to endure this eating plan or this diet or this exercise program until I lose the weight, until I reach my goal. But you didn't actually change in the process. So you're still the person that started the diet when you end the diet. Right. And so then you have to ask yourself, it's like, do I want to commit to putting that much pressure on myself? You know, if you look back and you're like, okay, I lost X amount of pounds in six weeks, but I wasn't eating bread. I wasn't eating cheese. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having dessert. I was working out 60 to 90 minutes a day. If that's what it took to lose the weight, do you want to commit to that forever? But then there's not even the guarantee that that's going to work forever because your body's pretty smart. So eventually it's going to catch on, you know, so it's like, you're kind of just in this loop that you can never win. And so, um, you know, I think first and foremost, it's like find healthy habits and lifestyle changes that feel easy, that feel doable, that feel just kind of seamless. Um, and it may not feel easy initially, right? Like it might feel like it takes a little bit of effort initially to like get motivated to work out or to, you know, stop yourself maybe a couple bites less than you normally would so that you're not overeating, you're not leaving the table stuffed. But in terms of like rewriting the story that you have or like healing the relationship that you have with your body, you kind of need to know like, what is it now? And that's scary because we're kind of opening the closet door and we're like, let's bring all the skeletons out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I would say like, do some brain dumps, like write your name at the top of the paper. Don't edit yourself and write it down. And like, what's the stuff that's coming out? What do you think of your body? What do you think of yourself? Like, let's bring all that nasty stuff up to the surface. That way you can see like, oh, these are thoughts. These are all optional thoughts. Like literally it's like sentences on a Google doc that you can start to over time, go in and edit. You can just delete that and rewrite something in its place. But until you really see like what's there, I think it's, you know, that stuff is just going to kind of be underneath everything. So it's like, you can try to make these changes and try to do these things on top of that. But if that's kind of the foundation, that stuff is just going to kind of keep resurfacing until you really work through it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, it's an exercise that I've had women do where I talk about some of these stories that we tell ourselves about our bodies were actually told to us and we don't realize it until we like, just like you said, when we do that brain dump where we say, we list down, okay, these are all the, these are all the like negative things or that I feel about my body. And then you can take it a step further and say, well, where did I hear these things? Are these Mm -hmm. things from myself? Like, did I come up with these things or were these things told to me? Cause Mm -hmm. as women, we've all had negative things that have been told to us about our bodies Mm -hmm. and we'll remember those things forever. There's a story that I always, that I always talk about how now this isn't like necessarily about like the shape of my body, even though there's those, there's those comments too, but <laughs> there's those ones too. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, um, which, you know, uh, but I remember I dated a guy who told me that, um, he was like, you have really long arms and, you know, they say that your, your arms are the same length as your legs. And so, yeah. um, he told me that my arms were so long and so hairy that I had monkey arms that I gorilla arms. Now this is my this boyfriend. Was a guy that one. I was like, this is a guy that wanted to date you <laughs> who wanted to sleep with me. Right. Like this isn't like some average a- Joe on the road. Wow. Yikes. And I took that in. I was like, Mm -hmm. nobody had ever said that to me before. And I took ownership of that. And I took that in as my own. And I started like waxing my arms because of it. And it didn't take it. Yeah. Comfortable. (laughs) No, it's terrible. I don't recommend it. Please don't do it. But it wasn't until like my, my partner now he was like, why are you doing that? Like, it didn't even phase me. Like I was like, Oh, this is something that's wrong. This is something I have to fix. I got to fix this. Not that I had the issue with it, but someone else had the issue with it. So it must be, everyone has an issue with it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until he was like, you're crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You're like, whoo, that freed up about an hour a week of time and money. Yeah. And then now like looking back on it, honestly, I'm like all the time I spent in a chair waxing my arms because I thought that it was an issue and it was never an issue. And I think, so I think that there are definitely those things that are said directly to us, but I think probably more often we are subliminally hearing messages based on what we see and what we hear in the media. Right. So it's like, yeah, like trace it back and figure out, okay, do I remember like where this particular thought or this particular belief came from? Um, Do I not? Uh, And, and I think a lot of times too, it's like stuff, it's things that we observed, maybe even being said to other women in our lives. Yes. I was just going to say that. And especially other women who have a similar body type of you, that same that Uh you have. Yeah. Or, and I think sometimes, I mean, it's, I think it's damaging both ways and in different ways, more damaging if it was said by a prominent male figure in your life versus if it was said by like a female role model or somebody that you really looked up to. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that is definitely part of the work. It's like, let's kind of see like, what's the story that I have sort of on loop. And then we just slowly start to edit that story. And I think too, it's acceptable for women to put down their bodies. It's acceptable for us not to love them. It's acceptable Mm -hmm. for us to not embrace them versus like when women all get together, they're always putting themselves down Mm -hmm. versus getting together and like hyping up themselves. (laughs) It's not a thing. It's, Mm -hmm. and I think, um, society plays into that too, where mm-hmm. we're already having this dialogue with ourselves and we have this dialogue with one another that it just, that just plays, it just adds an extra layer of what is already happening inside of us. Mm-hmm. And I've always had this thing where I'm like, I don't need your opinion on, I, or I do a really good job putting myself down. I don't need your input. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and it just adds to that whole competition, right? Where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, or I I don't know. I, I really, 
for the most part, I stay out of conversations that revolve around dieting, around weight, around bodies. Um, and it's so interesting, I think now to go into a situation where that's being talked about, again, you know, it's like, I just don't even have anything to say anymore because, you know, I just, I don't want to, I, I just don't want to invest my energy and my brain power there anymore. Like talking about food, talking about diets, talking about weight loss. Um, it is exhausting. And I think, you know, another note of of this, and I feel like we kind of touched on this the last time we spoke, but I think to love your body doesn't mean that you actually have to like be in love with the way that it looks like, I oh, think yeah, it's okay no. to just feel completely neutral about it and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I have rolls, like I'm sitting here and I can feel a little bit of my stomach hanging over my pants. Um, and I don't have to feel any certain way about it or, you know, I can see my butt in the mirror and be like, oh yeah, there's cellulite there. Like I don't have to like embrace that and love that and be like, oh, I just love the dimples, but I can just feel nothing about it. And I think, you know, sometimes we sort of get caught up in this, like loving your body means that you have to like feel ooey gooey about the things that you don't necessarily like, but it's like, can we just move to a place where it doesn't even matter? Like, right. Yeah. I have cellulite, I have rolls, I have, you know, jiggle in places and it's fine. Right. And that's not the most important thing about me. Mm, It's not the most important thing about us, is it? But we Mm -hmm. seem to give it so much more power over everything else. That's one, you know, we don't, it's interesting because we'll put ourselves down as far as our bodies, right? So we'll insult Mm -hmm. our, we'll put ourselves down, you know, I don't like this, or I don't like how this looks on me or, I feel fat or I look fat or, and we'll, we're constantly putting ourselves down, but we don't put ourselves down where we're like, I'm stupid. I'm too serious. I don't have a sense of humor. (laughs) You know what I mean? We don't talk to ourselves in that same tone that we do when it comes to talking about our bodies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that just releasing, just like you said, just to be neutral about it. Mm-hmm. And not keep, keep, stop giving it the power that you feel like mm-hmm. it deserves to have because it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's it just like we said, it's made up, like it's all made and up. It, and I'm, I'm always like, are you healthy? Good. You know, you feel yeah. good. You feel strong. Good. And that's where yeah, you're supposed and can to be. You do the things in your life that you want. Like for me having kids, it's like, can I go and play with my kids? Can I, right. I wanted to go for a hike tomorrow. Would I, would my body be able to do that? Like, those are the things that's like what motivates me to keep working out. Can I, you know, I take a lot of pride in being able to move heavy things if my husband's not home. So it's like, can I, you know, move the couch (laughs) or can I do these things? Um, You know, so I think it's just kind of like blowing it up and looking outside that box of, what are the things that I want to be able to do in my life? Right. Like you mentioned travel earlier. Okay. I want to, you know, go hike. I don't even know if you can hike Machu Picchu, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Like, yeah, I want to go and I want to hike Machu Picchu and I want to, you know, go whitewater rafting, or I want to, you know, walk the great wall of China. It's like, okay, great. Like your body doesn't have to look a certain way to do that. Like, I want to 
love another person. I want to be able to love my kids. Like they don't care what my body looks like. My husband doesn't care what my body looks like. Um, you know, so I think it's that. And then I think just like practically an exercise that you can do, it's, I've heard it called like mirror meditations or just mirror work where it's like, yeah, just literally like stand in the mirror and maybe you have to stand dressed for a little while, but just stand in the mirror. And it's like, just look at yourself, take yourself in and without using adjectives to describe, it's like, I have a body, I have two legs, I have two arms, you know, I have a nose, I have a chin. It's like, you can't really argue with the reality of those things. It's like, yeah, I just, I have a body. It's, and that's, I think the quickest way to kind of bring it into that neutral space, but then noticing and just being aware of when you want to, oh yeah, I have, my legs are big or my stomach's kind of big and squishy. It's like, just notice like, okay, how are you wanting to describe your body? Mm. How is that making you feel? And just kind of pull it back in. Like I have a stomach. I have two arms that I can hug my kids with, or I can hug my partner with, or that I'm going to hug my future partner or, or husband with, um, you know, I have a, you know, so it's just like, like really just being aware of the conversation that's happening when you're checking yourself out in the mirror and just bring it back to like that very basic body part, right? Like it's pretty hard to feel any negative way when you're just saying like, I have legs. Right. I, um, one of the things that I have women do is, is come up with a body mantra, like a positive body mantra, like my body is beautiful or my body is strong, or instead of like always constantly talking about it in a negative way to try Mm -hmm. to take some power back and being like, okay, you know, and then putting it on their mirror so that as they're standing there looking at themselves, that they can remind themselves in that moment that their body is something positive. And I think mm-hmm. that's also part of rewriting that story is how you speak to yourself about your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful things is just, again, like recognizing and really starting to question the standard that you have for yourself of what's a beautiful Mm. body or what would an acceptable Mm -hmm. quote unquote good body be from and really just question like, well, where did this idea come from? Why is it true? Is it possible that other bodies that don't fit this could also be good and healthy and you know, whatever. I mean, the reality is it's like all of our bodies are good because that's the way that they were made. And so it's like, doesn't matter what shape or size it is like it's a good body so yeah I think it really just it's like becoming aware that it's all optional and to really just start to kind of question and poke holes and just sort of push back against your current beauty standards or expectations that you have for yourself and to not allow this this uh oh skewed perception of your body to that, that is not allowing you by putting yourself out there to try to find true love. Cause mm-hmm. you're going to find someone who's going to love your body, but you have to love it first. Mm-hmm. You have to love it first in order to have someone else love it. Because and if you go ahead, oh, go ahead. I think I we're going to say, say the same thing. Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. that person totally can be okay and love your body. 
But if you aren't at a place where you're at least accepting that the body that you have right here and now is in fact lovable and beautiful and good, then it doesn't really matter what that other person says. They can tell you all day long. I love your body. Oh my gosh. I love your curves. You're so sexy. You're so this, but it's like, if your brain is so shut off to that, it doesn't matter. And I think a lot of times that could potentially end up becoming the thing that actually pulls you guys apart because you're, you know, you might feel like, oh, he's not being truthful or so. Yes. I don't know if that's what you were going to say. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Literally. Um, well, I, I have loved having you here. I cannot believe it's, I can't even believe it's already almost been an hour. An hour. I know. I know. Um, so if, if my audience wants to know more about you, where, where can they find you? Yeah. So I actually have my own podcast. It is called the strong her way. So we talk about nutrition. We talk about exercise. Um, we talk about the body image stuff. I am a huge fan lately of kind of picking apart (laughs) like current trends or current things like that. And really looking at it from a different perspective. Um, so I think that's a great place to kind of come get a taste of what I like to talk about or what it might be like to work with me. Um, and if you want to connect on social media, I would say Instagram is probably a good place to do that at Alicia Carlson underscore. Um, yeah. And if you like what you heard and you're interested in learning more about working with me, then I think you can just DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email. Um, it's Alicia at Alicia Carlson.com. So perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. I loved, loved our conversation and I would love to have you back sometime. I feel like that we can talk, we can kind of take this subject and kind of pick it apart and just talk about one particular thing. So thank you again. And, um, I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, that was so fun. Thanks so much, Kat, for having me. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. All right. What'd you think? Alicia and I were like, we should do our like own little radio show. Um, I, I, I will definitely be having her back because it was such a joy to talk to her. And, uh, so thank you, Alicia, for coming to the show, please make sure my loves, if you want, if you are interested in working with her, I know that she has this brand new, um, radical health and life makeover 12 month program that she has created. And so if you're interested in any of her services, you can all, you can follow her on Instagram facebook you can check out our website and i'll please i'll make sure and put all of those links down below thank you again alicia for being a part of the show it's been it was so wonderful all right my love thank you so much for tuning in you know these i love having these interviews with these incredible women and i would love to hear from you is this something that you want to hear more of do you want to hear more interviews let me know send me a message please make sure and let me know. So then that way I am delivering the content that you want to listen to. Okay. Well, thank you again for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, Hey, what's up? Please make sure to like subscribe, follow, and click the bell. So a new episode is uploaded that you are the first to know. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, thank you. Please make sure and to rate and review and subscribe. And 
If you are on Facebook or Instagram, come on over and follow me at Kat Cantrell. <sighs> My love, quit allowing your relationship with your body or your lack of relationship with your body to get in the way of finding ultimate and true love. All right. Because remember, true love is waiting for you and I will see you next time. All right. Bye.